0: two series it has not worked We're hoping it would fit into the recruiting profile easier to get the edge guys they got a big shot
1: Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Zoltan podcast. I am your host, Dynasty Zoltan as always, and I'm thrilled to be joined once again by Jeremy. How's it going?
0: It's going, you know, I'm excited. Jordan Addison. I had a great time last time and I'm excited to, to rehash it and talk some Jordan Addison
1: hell yeah excited to have you back and jordan addison is a very interesting player of course uh, won the bolitnikoff award for the best wide receiver in 2021 playing with kenny pickett put up 1593 yards on 100 catches for 17 touchdowns was pretty much undisputed the best why oh, jackson smith the jigbo was undisputed the second best wide out in the country in my opinion Um, And then he transferred, of course, to USC for his junior season, uh, playing with Caleb Williams. Still had a solid season, if a bit underwhelming, 875 yards and eight catches. uh, Sorry, and eight touchdown catches. Um, But let's take a step back and talk a little bit about Jordan Addison's game. Uh, What do you see when you see him play?
0: Yeah, for me, I think Jordan Addison is just one of those guys that Isn't overly flashy, I would say, Um, but he's just kind of one of those silky smooth type of route movers that is very good at understanding and using uh, manipulative leverage to his advantage uh, to create separation and make big plays. And again, he's just very smooth, um, silky type of mover in general. That's the way that I like to describe him. Um, And he's a guy that I really like. And like I said, his, his understanding and manipulation with leverage is just next level in my opinion
1: yeah and smooth is something you hear a lot and you see a lot when looking at jordan addison i mean he's not the most violent athlete he's not the fastest guy he's not the most shifty guy like a Zay flowers type but everything he does looks easy um and jordan addison's the type of guy i needed to watch a bunch of his film bunch of his plays two or three times because i'm just looking at that saying how did he get open it it what that route didn't look that special, but every time you look up, Jordan Addison is just open.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And like you said, I mean, it. it's stuff that you don't necessarily notice um, quickly. Like you said, he's not violent in any way, shape, or form, but he's just able to kind of give you these slight moves, whether it's a, a half a yard type of, Fade into the boundary where the corner turns his hips and gets turned outside, and then he just is able to snap it back inward and kind of off of whether it's a post or uh in route or something like that. And he just creates yards of separation because now that corner has to make a full 360 in order to kind of get back turned around and get treaded back to the direction in which Addison's already been moving for two or three steps. And again, it's just that understanding of the manipulation of the leverage, as well as he is not. Fast, Like he doesn't run a fast 40. We saw that, but he's quick. You know what I mean? Like he has a good first couple steps in and out of breaks, which helps create that separation that necessarily the corners aren't as quick. And again, he hasn't been situations that doesn't lend to them being able to kind of break on a route or have that ability to keep up with him in and out of those breaks.
1: Yeah. And, and Addison, you know, he, it's always tough to evaluate a transfer. He transferred after that huge, you know, Bolitnikoff winning sophomore year with Kenny Pickett at quarterback when to go play with, you know, the 20, 20241 one-on-one already in dynasty drafts, uh, Caleb Williams at USC, but he really played a different role on the two teams. So in in 2021, he only lined up out wide for about 30% of his snaps um, he played some X, he played some Y, but he was really in the slot for seven, 68% of his snaps. Um, and he really excelled there. I mean, that's where um, his speed got to show off a little bit more. He runs a 44940. 40, um, And where his size, he's 5'11", 173, was a little bit less of a detriment because when you're lined up in the slot, you're not really going to get pushed around the same way. You're not going to go up against press coverage in the same way. Um and in my opinion, he did struggle a little bit when he went to USC lining up out slot outside um, Matt Harmon. I don't know if you saw from reception perception just posted a lot of his 2023 prospect profiles, by the way, I must subscribe if you don't yet. And one of the things that he noted was that his success rate on press was only in the 17th percentile. And that's talking about Jordan Addison. So even though Addison has some experience winning outside. He was more successful in the slot at Pitt than he was outside at USC. And I'm wondering whether you think that he can play outside in the NFL.
0: Um, I think he could. He could. Um, but again, that comes down to his lack of violent movement. Um, he isn't. His release package is very not necessarily expansive. I wouldn't yeah. say totally limited. Uh, but he doesn't necessarily. Have a ton of different moves in his back pocket to get off of press, and again, he is undersized. You know, what I mean, he's in that one seventy three, very, very undersized for an NFL wide receiver, especially on the perimeter. So, yes, when he's in the slot or he gets that off coverage, it the corners toast. I mean, it, <laughs> the only way to really beat Jordan Addison is to get into his face, and at the NFL level, yeah. that is a lot easier because the corners are bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, but I do think that. He has proven that he can win both areas, whether it's the slot or the perimeter, but he is better definitely in the slot. And I think at the NFL level, he would be a better player to be played in the slot for a little bit. And maybe he learns a couple things here or there because the release packages can be somewhat taught at the NFL level. You know, maybe he gets behind somebody that has a little bit better ability to break off a press that's undersized and can kind of learn a few tricks from them and then only improve that as it gets along but I do see him being an early slot type of receiver at the NFL level, potentially seeing some snaps outside kind of saw this year at USC.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And when he does line up outside, he'd be better off lined up as, you know, off the line of scrimmage flanker rather than the true X who's going to have to take on that number one quarterback who can press him I mean looking back I I scouted 11 of Addison's games and 82% of his yards in those games came over the middle of the field and that was even Mm -hmm. you know six of those games were at USC when he was you know mostly an outside receiver but he was running a lot of post routes running a lot of slants Um, I thought he was effective outside particularly running comebacks Um, I thought. You know, when he was able to force the cornerback to step back, he was pretty good at getting on his toes and then snapping off the route. Uh, The thing that I really didn't like from Addison is he doesn't have – the physicality um, to really create and sustain leverage. So there were a few times that Addison, you know, with either a nice move off the press, off the line of scrimmage, um, or just with a nice move, you know, farther into the route, was able to get behind a cornerback, but often the cornerback either through speed or just physicality was able to close that gap and Addison wasn't really able to seal him off. So that's something I'm a little bit concerned about when looking at, you know, whether or not Addison can, can win deep outside.
0: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't – I would kind of, I guess, agree with that to an extent. Like, I don't think he – like you kind of said, like he doesn't seal it off. Um, But that, again, comes to that size and that not overall physicality. So he does get played through a lot from back – the backside of the play. Um, So – that's a little bit concerning because at the NFL level, they're just bigger, stronger, faster, like we've alluded to multiple times in this podcast, but uh, he, that is definitely something to be concerned about as well as his drop rate that he, we saw a ton of at Pitt, and he didn't see as much in USC. But again, at USC, you see a lot of the, a lot of his plays. It's a lot of off coverage in the pac 12 and a lot of almost just like free, easy catches and a lot better ball placement from Caleb yeah. Williams than Kenny Pickett. So I do there were multiple times that you'd see him like say like run an outbreaking route or an inbreak route and the corner would play through it and he would drop the ball. Um, that's kind of where a lot of those drops came from at USC. So I am concerned there. That's definitely an issue, especially if he is gonna play even on the inside because you do need to be able to play through contact a little bit more than I think he's used to. But he also showed some signs of it at Pitt, you know, like being able to kind of go up and win some contested catches. So I don't know if the jury's out for me to say like he can't do it, but it is definitely an area that would be a concern, I would say, moving forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think talking about his hands is going to be very important because – no, we have a player who was obviously incredibly productive in college. You can't question his productivity. Um, you know, okay. Quantitatively, in my model, he grades out as essentially a 90th percentile wide receiver. Um, a lot of his numbers just completely flash. But the issue with a guy like Addison is you have a 175-pound player who doesn't have elite speed, who might not have elite hands and he's not elite after the catch which is something that I do want to get into with you a little bit more but it's tough to view a player like that as having really high upside in the NFL And when I want to draft a wide receiver, um, I want to, you know, floor and upside are both important, but especially a wide receiver in fantasy, it's not that difficult to find 10 PPR points a game, right? It it, it really Mm -hmm. just isn't. So I want to target the players that I think could be hitting that 17 plus PPR points a game, which is usually eight to 10 wide receivers a year. And I'm just not sure Addison can get there because if he's not going to get designed plays in the short game because his yards after catch is just okay. I have him as a 60th, 62nd percentile in yards after catch per reception. Um, and his speed and size aren't great. It, it's just tough to see him being an elite receiver in the NFL.
0: Yeah. And I think he's more of like a, I don't know if he's as completely polished maybe as the guy I'm going to say here, but he's just a lot of like Devonte Smith. Um, yeah he even kind of like a Kelvin Ridley style where like he isn't going to offer a lot. I mean, he had six more missed tackles forced last season, according to pro football focus only 393 yards after the catch, which a lot of that came from like catching the in post route and just running 20 yards to the end zone. So a lot of it wasn't like created yards after the catch. Like yeah. you said, um, they did use him a little bit in the short game, USC did but again it was like a screen where he was able to kind of get a couple guys in front of him or it was like near the end zone where they kind of got him going in motion and got him out to the out to the edge and they kind of just tossed it to him almost more of like a run type of play so I could see him getting used that way at the NFL level but I don't know if he's going to be like overly great as far as an after the catch kind of guy he kind of is gets you what's there but what's there is usually a lot because he does kind of like you said work more the middle of the field in kind of those deeper, longer developing type of routes that I see a lot of Devontae Smith running in, in Philadelphia, for example, like where it's not, he's not going to be asked to do something that we'll say like Quentin Johnson's going to be asked to do at the NFL right. level. You know, he, the NFL is going to know how they want to use him and who drafts him. Yes. He's not going to be, I don't think he turns into, a true X receiver, but I don't think there's a lot of those guys in this class. So I think that he's a good number two somewhere. And I think that that could turn into low end um, top 12 upside, you know, like maybe you sneaks in there. Yeah. But again, like, like you said, I think that he, I don't know if he gets to 17 continually, when we're looking at PPR points, But in the weeks that he scores a touchdown, I mean, I think he'll be easily there. I think he's going to be an easy ten-point type of guy. It just depends on the offense that he lands in, and if there's already an established weapon there in the pass game.
1: Yeah, totally. And and he's an interesting like looking at some of his strengths. I mean, to me, it's it's the ability to create separation, um, Mm -hmm. the ability to to. Really, just know what the what the pattern is. I especially against zone. I thought he was really good at sitting in zones. Um, really made himself, despite his lack of size, like a big and easy target. Um, my issue, it's just I'm finding so much trouble placing him because he doesn't have the elite hands that I would want to see out of, or the elite you know agility I'd want to see out of like a slot weapon. And to me, I don't think he's quite. I mean, Devontae Smith's my number one graded route runner I've ever scouted, so that's fine to not be Devontae Smith. But I'm not sure he's quite there. But what he does have, which I think is an advantage to his game, is he has versatility. He can run every single route, and he might not be an A-plus at it, but he's an A-minus at every single route. He can attack all three levels of the field. And it's really hard to cover him just because you have no idea what he's going to do when you compare that to a guy like, Quentin Johnston, who is only going to run one of three routes, or even a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown, who I absolutely love, but he's not going to beat you down the field the way that a guy like Addison might. So I loved seeing Addison, especially at Pitt. He ran a lot of slot fades. I thought he was excellent at that route because while his hands and contested catch ability leaves a little bit to be desired, his ball tracking is really excellent. And he thought, I thought he did a really good job on deep balls, tracking those balls. As long as, as long as the defender wasn't able to get physical with him at the catch point, he would typically come down with it.
0: Yeah. And and that, that comes to it. You know what I mean? Like we mentioned earlier, you know, it, the physicality's not there. He doesn't he gets played through a lot. His contested catch was under 30%. He had yeah. seven at USC and only caught two of them. Like it wasn't great this past season and it never really has been like the strength of his game. But he does have that ability, like we've mentioned so much, that like he hits all three areas of the field as as a route runner, and he understands leverage. And that's what that that slot fade he is able to kind of use that and kind of play in these subtle moves to kind of freeze the defender just enough that then he's basically open no matter what. And like you said, tracks the ball really well um, at, in all directions over the shoulder, kind of whether he's facing the ball or not, he does very well at finding that uh, some other receivers don't necessarily do that. So I do think that that's a strength of his game. And that's kind of why as a slot weapon, he's not going to be the Amon Ross St. Brown short, underneath or even what Jackson Smith, the Jigba gives you as far as like that underneath twitchy kind of Zay flowers esque type of player. He's going to be more of, and that's why I say like he, he's more of Devonte Smith, like Devonte Smith is better. Like I'm not saying like he's more polished and was better kind of coming out of Alabama, in my opinion, but he's that style player where it's kind of that silky smooth. You're not sure how we got open, but he's wide open and just can track the ball easily, make an easy catch because he doesn't have to because he's just that much open.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and Zay Flowers is a guy I'm glad you mentioned because they get compared a lot, you know, similar size. It looks like they're both going somewhere between pick 18 and 30 of the NFL draft. But to me, they could not be more different as players. And it, it sounds like you kind of agree. Where Zay Flowers is that dynamic after the catch guy. He's more like an Elijah Moore type player. Zay Flowers is where i view uh sorry i view addison my comparison for him is jahan dotson obviously dotson just came out Mm -hmm. but i think they win in very similar ways they're slighter but they win with their kind of nuance in the route running um not super physical not a lead after the catch but good enough that they can you know track the deep ball we saw dotson i think had six or seven touchdowns last season even in just a timeshare system like that's the type of You know, seeing a guy like Addison, 173 pounds, put up 17 touchdowns his junior year or sophomore year, that was no mistake. I I think he's going to be able to score touchdowns at a higher rate that his size might imply, and he'll be able to do it in a similar way that Dotson does.
0: Yeah, I like the Jahan Dotson call. That's really good. Um, like I said, I, I think my high end comp is that like Kelvin Ridley, Devontae Smith style I, type of I, athlete. I,
1: I really like the Ridley one. I hadn't heard that before, but as soon as you said it, it, it makes a lot of sense to me.
0: Yeah, it's just it's that smooth route run. It's he's not like the greatest, like you said, he's not, but he's a he's a good enough route runner that it's it's above average in my opinion as far as a route runner goes. And I I just don't think he's going to give you a ton of that, you know explosive type of quick twitchy fun highlight reel stuff but he has enough contact balance enough twitchiness to kind of make a guy the first couple guys miss and has enough lower body strength to run through arm tackles if it's there it's just he's not he's not like um like an amon ross st brown or a smith the jigbo that's a little bit more physical in their their ability to kind of win that way or like a um josh downs like josh downs is going to be a guy who's a lot more physical at the catch point than say uh jordan addison is
1: yeah absolutely and and downs is obviously a guy like flowers who is looks like they might be going in a downs might be a little bit lower than than flowers and addison are in terms of the draft but in terms of rookie drafts you know they're going to be going in a similar range depending so with that let's get into your rookie rankings where do you view addison among the receivers in this
0: class so he is my wide receiver too. Um, okay. I'm still very much in on Jordan Addison, as well as there's just a lot more from... It was more of the rest of the class disappointed me. Like, I really like Jordan Addison, and I, I still believe in him. I think that his season at Pitt, like you said, was not a mistake. I think the down season at USC was just more weapons and a, just a completely different style offense. At Pitt, he was like the guy, and Pickett basically just threw him the ball like every single play. So yeah. that's where like that... It just, he still had a very productive season at USC. I mean, it was still 14.8 yards per reception. I mean, it was a yard down, but like he was still very productive at USC. So, um, I still have him at two again. Like, I just, there was a lot I didn't love about Johnston's game and et cetera as it goes down. So, yeah, I think it's JSN clear one, and then he's at two for me.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good point about, USC. I mean, he was asked to play a completely different role with a different quarterback and a new offense. I Listen, Caleb Williams is awesome, but he's not the type of player who's going to throw necessarily on time and on target to a guy the way, I mean, he's on target. His accuracy was great, but Caleb is going to be a little bit, uh, he's going to be more creative during the play yeah. than a guy like Kenny Pickett will. If you tell Kenny Pickett, Addison's going to run this route There's a 90% chance he gets a step of separation, and if he does, you throw it. Pickett's going to listen to you, and he's going to do that. Caleb's going to see one step of separation, and he'll say, eh, let's see if I can find someone else who has three steps. So I understand, and most most wide receivers struggle when they change teams. I mean, there's a reason that free agent wide receiver signings in the NFL aren't successful. So I I agree. I'm not concerned with Addison's uh, junior season at USC. I, I thought he was plenty good there. Um, for me, I do have Addison lower, uh, by quite a bit. Actually, I have him as my wide receiver five right now, but it's all in the same tier. So, like you, JSN, my clear number one. I hated Johnston's tape. I gotta be honest, but he's still my number two just because of that, <laughs> you know, ten percent chance of the upside essentially. I I think Addison I is it. a is a better Johnson player.
0: Too.
1: Oh no. my god, the tape was just so frustrating.
0: It's not even a hate. It's just like I'm sitting there like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah,
1: like what is going on? You could be so good. But um, yeah, it's – so I I think Johnston is likely worse than Addison, but that potential that he's better, he would be significantly better. So that's why I have Johnston ahead of him. Josh Downs is actually my wide receiver too. He's my guy. I think he – I'm at three, so. Yeah, I I think he's just (laughs) – like i mean he's not as versatile as addison he didn't play outside but they had similar production and i think downs is just a much um much more agile player and like you said is better at using his physicality so i think he can succeed on the slot a little bit more than addison can but but again all these guys are in the same range um zay flowers is the other guy i have right in that range so i don't think you can necessarily go wrong between wide receivers two and five it it does seem like Addison is dropping a little bit. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big Vegas guy, and Vegas now has Addison as the fourth wide receiver off the board uh, behind Zay Flowers, which is an interesting development. Um, will you be dropping Addison if he doesn't go round one?
0: Hmm, potentially. I mean, he's so close, like you said. Like Josh Downs, I could probably see jump him. Um, maybe Zay Flowers, maybe Johnston. Um, but it's like those four together are pretty close, but it's going to depend, you know, does he fall out of round one and land with like, um, I don't know who's, who's early in the first round that I'd like, uh, like, does he land in like Atlanta or something where he's going to have an ability to be like one of the more premier targets Then maybe not. Right. You know what I mean? Like it it depends really for me, if he falls out of one, it's going to be the landing spot. Um, you know, like if he falls late in round one and lands with the bills, like he's some landed at two, you know what I mean? I don't care if there was three other guys who are taken ahead of him in round one, like that's like a premier landing spot for him. He's going to be able to play in the slot and be effective in one of the better passing offenses in the league, you know, as opposed to like maybe Johnston going ahead of him to say like Cleveland or something like I would definitely be still ahead of Johnston, um, in that aspect. But you know, if he lands in a spot, that's going to be, questionable you know he lands in like jacksonville who's like loaded with ridley kirk and zay jones like all right yeah he's probably gonna drop
1: yeah i I think that makes a lot of sense and and my ideal landing spot for him i mean obviously it's just like quarterback is the most important thing but more than Mm -hmm. that i do want to see like buffalo even even ignoring josh allen i want to see him in a place where he could be the second best wide receiver on the team but play slot and three wide receiver sets and Buffalo is a perfect fit for that. Cause I think Addison can be better than Gabe Davis. So in two wide receiver sets, he'll play. And I think obviously Gabe's not going to move inside to the slot. So in three wide receiver sets, he'll probably move inside. So, that's where I kind of see as an ideal fit with Addison. The other places that I'd love to see him is just with a rookie quarterback. I, I think we've seen recently that getting a young receiver with a young quarterback can lead to a lot of upside. You know, we saw T Higgins fall to pick 33, I believe, get drafted with Joe Burrow. Um, similar situation here. It could be Addison 33rd to Houston. It could be Addison 39th to Carolina but that being said, I do think he goes second round. Um, my favorite Addison landing spot right now, I got two. I got the LA Chargers. It would be a little bit tough with Keenan Allen, I mean, nice. probably taking a lot of the slot reps. But, you know, he'd still be very good there. And then Minnesota, just he'd get mm-hmm. all the single coverage in the world, still be by far the second best receiving weapon on the team. Those guys picked 21 and 23 respectively. So I, I could see Addison being a good fit there.
0: Yeah, I like both those spots. Um, Minnesota is like one of the favorite because just like they need a slot guy and there's a ton of them. So whoever that slot guy is that goes to Minnesota is going to be great. Uh, like you said, playing behind Justin Jefferson is going to help them a a tremendous amount. Um, Indy's also a sneaky one. Um, yeah, I do believe they still have their second round pick. Uh, you know, Addison there, they're going to have probably a rookie quarterback. Maybe it's Richardson and he can play second fiddle to Michael Pittman former USC guy as well and not possibly even like kind of third with Alec Pierce there. So again, two kind of bigger guys to play the edge and Addison could parole in the, in the center slot, you know, kind of like how T Y Hilton did for a long time there in in Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, absolutely and and one thing I just want to throw in there because i I'm not sure I mentioned specifically earlier, is that Addison, given his production, does grade out incredibly highly um on my quantitative model, so he grades out as the number eleven wide receiver in my model out of three hundred and five wide receivers. That's the 97th percentile. A lot of that, of course, is due to his massive production at Pitt. But it factors in a lot of other stuff. It factors in some of his weaknesses, like the yards after catch that we've talked about. Factors in his size. Still likes him as the number two wide receiver in this class, behind only JSN um, in my model. And you see guys like Quentin Johnston and Zay Flowers, you know, tiers and tiers below him when it comes to just the pure numbers. So I could see NFL teams looking at that. I would not be surprised to see Addison as the second wide receiver off the board. I think it's more likely he's third or fourth, but we'll see. I mean, it. I think either way he'll probably go in the mid twenties. Um, talking about your overall rankings, then you said he's at your wide receiver two. I assume that puts him somewhere in the seven to 10 range for you. Uh, seven on the dot. There you go. There you go. And I, I I have all those wide receivers pretty much clustered in the in the eight to fourteen range. It really depends yeah. on landing spot. Right now I have Addison at twelve, um, and I have downs at eight. But again, you know, depending on landing spot and draft capital, those two could and, easily flip.
0: And again, it Addison's seven, Downs is nine, Johnston's ten, Flowers yeah. is twelve for me. So like they're all in the first round, and it's gonna depend, you know. One of these guys could easily jump Charbonnet, who I have at 11, and Will Levis could fall off because apparently the NFL doesn't like him either, and he's at eight. So depending on where that's going to go and how that all plays out, uh, I could see some of these guys moving around a little bit. But late first round, I think, is going to where he's going to be.
1: I'm just curious now that we're talking about it. You mentioned you've Addison at seven, right? Is is Levis your eight right now?
0: Yeah. Got it. So it's Addison, Levis, Downs, Johnson, Charbonnet, Flowers. That's the back half of my – first round at the moment. makes
1: sense yeah i similar i got charbonnet downs levis kincaid johnston and addison
0: um, uh, a, the, the kincaid love
1: i'm a big kincaid guy i actually have charbonnet at the 107 in a tier of his own um i i personally don't you know, if Charbonnet dro- drops to round three and Addison goes to Buffalo, then I, that's probably the only scenario. Essentially. I would, I would flip those, but I'm, I'm big on Charbonnet. Unless
0: Charbonnet l- lands in Dallas or something, you know, where he's going to have like, or True. Uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Charbonnet no. though, is, is one of those running backs that has that, that size that you really want at the NFL level and like everything you kind of want. So depending on his landing spot and draft capital, he's definitely a guy who could jump some of these guys. Yeah, it's a really good and, spot. Like, I would be in on Charbonnet.
1: Yeah, and that's the reason I have Charbonnet in a tier of his own there. I mean, uh, I think he's, he's really, other than Bijan, the only guy in the class that I feel has that upside to be. Uh, I, I guess Gibbs does too, just based on receiving. But mm-hmm. Charbonnet is the only guy I see with upside of, you know, 1,400 plus rushing yards, 50 plus receptions. Yeah,
0: I would give Tank Bigsby one too. I think Bigsby has that size still. Yeah. uh, Not, not the fastest as Charbonnet maybe, but I think he still could be one of those sneaky guys who could handle a three down low at the NFL level
1: tank Bigsby. I I've yet to do my Charbonnet. The prospect preview for him is going to come out probably before this Addison one. So if you've listened to this Addison one, go back to Charbonnet, you can hear on why I love him. Uh, Tank Bigsby I've yet to record, but I've been loving his tape. The more and more I look at it, he is shooting up my draft board. He could easily be, you know, I think NFL teams really are going to love his skill set. I think he could easily be the fourth running back off the board in the draft.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I know we I did a mock draft on my podcast uh, just uh, whenever I, a couple weeks ago, and it was Bigsby was in the second round of a CBS mock. So again, I, I think that he could be a little bit. I think he's going to come up some draft boards.
1: Definitely agree. So if you're doing your draft before the NFL draft, maybe reach on a guy like tank Bigsby if he gets that draft capital and landing spot, but that is not super relevant to what we're talking about here. Uh, this yeah. was the Jordan Addison prospect preview. Hopefully you got a good idea on what type of player he is, whether you might prefer him to some of the other wide receivers in that range. If you want to hear more about them, uh, just check out the rest of the Dynasty Zoltan podcast feed. Going to have previews on all of the big wide receivers and really all of the rookies coming out in this class. Uh, Before we let you go, Jeremy, can you remind everyone where we can find all of your great work?
0: Yeah, uh, Twitter is PopesFFH. Pretty much anything and everything, I will have some type of link and or check out my rookie threads. Those will be coming out through the draft and then obviously just general tweets. And then all my written work and everything like that will be at ftnfantasy.com as well as rankings and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely, make sure to give Jeremy a follow. Uh, he has promised ten thousand dollars to his ten thousandth follow, and <laughs> that is a legally binding commitment. So keep on. Uh, oh, well. Hope to get that mm. ten thousandth. Are, are you are you okay? You're committing to that.
0: No, I'm not committing to 10K. I don't know. That's a no. little a little excessive, but I'll give you a 10K gif. How about that? So the 10, I like 000. that. Follower. <laughs> I like that.
1: That sounds appropriate. Um, as always, thanks so much uh, to Jeremy for joining. And thank you to uh, all of my listeners for checking out the Dynasty Elton podcast. We'll be back with more prospect pre-news coming up soon.